When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, so here's another intro for an episode that we are re-airing for you while I am out traveling the world. Just kidding, I'm probably on my parents' couch right now. However, it's a (laughs) well-needed break, and this episode is Steve Austin, and Steve Austin, it's so weird to just say Steve. You can't say just Steve for Steve Austin. Yeah, you can't say Steve Austin. What's his other name, though? What's his... Stone Cold Steve Stone Austin, cold. Right. but I always screw up and say Cold Stone cold Steve Sto- Austin. Yeah, Cold Stone Ice Cream. <laughs> yes. I know. That's what I do, too. He said he gets it all the time. Yeah, I'm sure But it's not even on purpose, I'm sure, a lot of the time. Cold Stone Steve Austin. It just yeah, sounds course, natural. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. They should have an ice cream mouth. flavor for him. I bet you they do. Yeah. Is it, do they just slam the ice cream on the table? <laughs> like, whip it at your head. Exactly. Yeah. No, he was wonderful. I was. I don't this, know much about Steve Austin. Episode. Yeah, this is one of our first episodes, and... We were pretty happy. I mean, it's gone downhill from there. Obviously. Totally, totally. But um, we we had him on our show when I was expecting this, you know, big meaty guy that wouldn't really be able to talk on our show, but not knowing that he has a podcast, so we obviously he can talk. But he was like the warmest, kindest he was very man. Very warm. Yeah, very warm. He actually sat in the microwave before he came. <laughs> yeah, but he was talking about his past relationships and where he'd messed up, and and he also provided a couple of um, tools that he uses with his wife who he's now actually getting divorced from i think oh. yeah anyway he thought this was the one how are you like, saying updated on his love life how did i know that i forget yeah, you don't there know was something, anything well somebody had told me i think who had listened to this episode and was like oh yeah now he's getting a divorce but he because oh. i was like oh they're gonna be in it forever <laughs> and he oh god yeah yeah but still take his advice i know because it's still solid advice i mean don't but do no, do take his advice. It's hard being a celebrity. It is. I know. For us, like we – exactly. We can't stay On our married. significant others, it's horrible. Yeah. Anyway, this is a great episode that uh, I definitely think that you will enjoy. Um, so keep listening. It's coming up now. Bye. Welcome to the Ask Women podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I am Kristen Carney, an amazing, beautiful. No, I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. Hey, it's Kristen. I'm a comic and um, <laughs> wannabe actor. And of course, with me is Marnie, the awesome wing girl and best-selling author. Yes, I love it. It's gonna that. feel good. It does every feel time freaking she says good. That. Yeah. It does, especially since so many yeah. publishing companies did not want to publish, publish me at first. So I'm like, screw that. I'm doing it on my own, and then. Yeah. Bestseller. Bestseller. Screw you. Screw them. Publishers. Yeah. Eat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Haley, best selling hey. actress. Yeah, best selling tons of things on the internet. <laughs> right. Check me out. Star names only. No, seriously, do it. <laughs> and of course, Mo. Oh, hi. The man producer. Guys, I was just talking about how oh, Mo Mario. has so many Twitter followers. It's disgusting me now. I mean, he doesn't have tons. I mean, he's you've a like thousand. lapped us, Mo. But, but he has a lot. Like how fast he's grown in right. his Twitter followers. So, so I have a, <laughs> I have a little competition I'm starting. So um, we want to beat Mo in Twitter followers. Ah. So follow us at Ask Women Podcast. You just gave a lot of people the incentive if to now follow us, Mo. If you want, <laughs> I know follow. at Mo Darwich. No, yeah. it's not at Mo, Mo Darwich. It's at Douche Darwich. Okay, so <laughs> that's where he is. But. Um, 
yeah, so, but we have on our Twitter, we've gotten a lot of um, guys tweeting about how they've bought things on Amazon they did, but for passes. us. But the contest is over. I know the contest is over, but it's still okay. They're showing us that they're doing this, which is amazing for us because it helps us stay on oh, the air. I absolutely. mean, let's face it. This business is all about the money. <laughs> well, let's face it. That's nothing, why nothing we're doing free this. Anymore, okay. <laughs> so when you get on there and you order, it helps us be free for you. Yeah, these three booties, we got to keep it free for, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we so got to keep them tight and lift yeah, it and yeah. then, so we can sit on these yeah. chairs. Properly. And of course, you'll find, you'll find the Amazon banner on our Podcast One page. So and what is the link for that page? It is podcastone.com backslash ask dash women there's so many like different I never combinations know forwards no i think it is forward no it's never, backslash okay i never know that's why I always, oh i don't know what backslash or forward slash is. i always hesitate there because i never know if it's backslash or forward slash and then i stutter because i'm trying to figure it out and i should know this by this age you got it yeah and so should the people it. who are listening they should know we don't have to ever right. have to repeat that just sentence freaking again google ask women and you'll go to and exactly. Then, and then bookmark that shit. Bookmark it. So then you can just go in and order straight Since from you that. probably don't read like real books and don't have real bookmarks, at least have one <laughs> bookmark and have it on your computer for our page. Yes. yes. There you go. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Wait, so what are they showing you on Twitter? What are they so bought? So someone, I mean, I can't remember exactly, but there was a tweet. Someone had like, they took a picture of their computer, like a screenshot, and it was uh, the Ask Women like Why am I not banners? I saw that. That's awesome. Yeah, they were clicking. You could see their little mouse thing clicking <gasps> on the Ask Women Amazon banner, and then, and then someone sent a picture of like the items that they bought and what i am on that all the time how do i not see this stuff maybe i'm not looking hard enough yeah you gotta well how about about this we do a contest now and we'll do it for the month of september the person that said gets the highest amount that spends the most they could come on the show and all four of us will give them advice i love that i like that well we could have them as you can even have an alias if you want yeah yeah but this does not take away from the initial contest of we have to beat mo on twitter so like don't get too confused with all the contests being thrown at you and for all my men out there who want to support me at mo darwich (laughs) come on boys at at douche darwich (laughs) at douche baby so gonna be an account set up who do you really love guys who do you why are you really here exactly is it listen to Mo. Come is it on. for this floppy penis or is it for <laughs> floppy? I don't know. I like the word floppy. It's hard. It's like elephant ears. I don't know. Not not that big, but it's like a beagle, like a beagle's ears. Yes, yes. It's Aww. me. You like but a hound dog. I did I who did I show the big black cocks to this morning? Oh my oh god. Oh my god. What did I miss that? So what? I was on Loveline on Sunday and Mike Catherwood, I, I forget even how it got brought up. He like something about big black cocks. He's like, You wanna see it's some? His. And it, I'm surprised I haven't Googled this before. For like you would think this would be on top of my list oh for my Googling. Oh, yeah, but he's like he's like, check these out. Oh my god, they are massive. You know I'm like, that amazing. would be so okay. scary. You know what's amazing about Mike Catherwood is that when he came on our show, he was such a gentleman and oh, so sweet. He is a gentleman. Mr. Deep. Right, he is, but he he's he is Mr. Deep, but he's also Mr. Shallow, which I love. It's hilarious because when we met him <laughs> the first combo. time when he we met him the first time, he was like, I have diarrhea. <laughs> is that you really know? Mr. Shallow mm-hmm. or Mr. Gross? I I, like or Mr. <laughs> like fourteen year old. Yeah. But I don't know, to- but I, I wonder if his diarrhea was as big as those black. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just threw up my mouth. That's so gross. These things are honestly I I feel sorry. I gotta get off this topic. Well, I have now, to say one thing about my penises head. because what? I saw a picture in this big book that someone it had, had to be a table. big book. It was tied in a the knot. Big book of penises. It was tied in a knot. It was tied Wait, in... the big book of penises. Yes, is this I the think book? so. Uh huh. Wait, really? This is our coffee table book. Yes, coffee table book. I don't know about that. I, I would go for the small book of penises, but I don't know about the big. <laughs> it's too scary. I mean, how you tie it? You would go for the no book of penises. The size of the book doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I want to tell you guys a story of um, this uh, young man that I was approached by, 
at Starbucks and I felt like I was doing field work. It was so amazing. I've never really had this happen because I've, I've said before that I don't really get approached often. You and, you say that, but every week you give a new story about being approached. Well, I Maybe do. you're just being more aware of it now. <laughs> well, I think, no, I think I'm appearing slightly more friendly. And Maybe I you're more confident. Happening. Yeah, it's been happening. So I was... You got to do something about that. Yeah, yeah I don't even <laughs> know you we anymore, knock you by down. the way. <laughs> I'm like smiling lately. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's horrible. It's weird. <laughs> Especially when you have big gums like I do. <laughs> I'm better looking when I don't smile. That's a, that's a joke my friend tells Molly. She's hilarious. But anyway... Um, Anyway, so this guy, I was walking to Starbucks and this, this kid was tying up his bike to a, like a phone pole or whatever. And, and he just, in, he looked at me and we made eye con- on contact, but it was so quick. It was like the swiftest thing ever. We made like really brief eye contact. And then he instantly was like, I think you're beautiful. I want your number. And I was like, whoa, okay. First of all, I hadn't had my coffee yet. <laughs> I was like, can we just hold this for just two minutes? I need to get my espresso. Um, and so when I when he did that, I literally said, hold on a second, because I was walking to the garbage can to throw something out. So I just said, can, can you hold on a second? Like, you're, like, way too in my face right now. So just give me one second. So I, like, walked over to the garbage can, but then I had to go back his way because I was going into the Starbucks. Right. So we kind of, you know, came back together at the door. And, um, so you couldn't really I, run away. I could, right. We were going into the same place or as far as I knew he was maybe not even going to Starbucks, Right. but they knew him there once we went in. So, and that didn't work. We always say like, Oh, if they know you there, it's attractive. Yeah. They knew him there, but I was like, this is, it's not attractive. It's weird. Um, <laughs> but, but for him, drinking, he obviously had the coffee. Stop drinking so much coffee. Let me ask you, did he read that first look right? Were you initially attracted to him on mm-hmm. first glance? No, he was much younger. Um, he was also foreign. <laughs> no offense, foreign guys. Um, but no, I wasn't like in- instantly like enamored. I think he's a, he was a tr- an attractive kid, but I just wasn't instantly like, oh, me and you. So you, what'd you say to you, him? You ride a bike and you have a book in your hand. That's like, you know, I was wondering, like, you got me. do you have no life at all? You know, no. <laughs> he's probably stupid. Uh, to be he honest, you just looked at him. You probably got nervous. Right. And then just looked away. And- I didn't really get nervous. I got dread because I'm, I basically rolled out of bed. I was in, um, my pajama pants, essentially, and I had eye makeup on from the night before that was crusted all over my skin, <laughs> my cheeks, you know? So you were in your I own was, self-conscious world. Yeah, I was more like, oh, God, you know, I feel really gross. I know I have a big, like, colic in the back of my hair right now. It just was <laughs> gross. So anyway, basically the point of the story is is that he persisted, and so mm-hmm. he followed basically with me in line But what did he? Wait. what did you say to him after he said, you're beautiful? You just, like, said, okay, bye. I go, well, so I said, hold on a second. Let me throw this out. Then I came back uh, to go in, and I basically said... I'm Kristen. Nice to meet you. Thank you. I have a boyfriend, but I do host a podcast <laughs> called Ask Women. And do you listen this to it? This guy was like floppy penis immediately. Right, right, right. <laughs> He's like, wah, wah, wah. Right. And I said, do you listen to it? Because you're very forward and like, you know, wow. I, Obviously, I'm, you're taking our advice. Right, right. Great job. But you took it a little too far. <laughs> so um, he instantly was completely uncomfortable with, he was never expecting something like that. But he maintained staying in line with me. And I said, listen to the podcast. It'll be on Thursday. <laughs> I'm plugging gonna talk about you yeah Follow us on twitter Way to pimp us out i yeah, love you can it google us and so anyway he's his first reaction was should you take advice um on dating from women that was your dating women or like you know he was thinking more you should take advice from other men did you tell him about mo and of course not <laughs> i was like don't go to douchey twitter.com backslash mo or whatever it is <laughs> And so anyway, he was, he maintained staying there, staying there. And then once I was waiting for my coffee, he still stood there and was, you know, and it was more, I think a conversation because now he was kind of in it and I was lecturing him more so. So it was very strange for him, but it was so, um, 
boom. And I said, what made you be so aggressive? And what happened in your life to make this? <laughs> and he said, a really bad breakup. You know, and I was thinking, I was thinking he would say, I said, how long ago was it? I was thinking he'd say a month ago, two weeks ago, three months ago. And he was like, oh, three years ago. I was like, oh, okay, so you're crazy. Wow. <laughs> so you're crazy. Um, and, uh, but, but anyway, he was way too forward, but he was very nice, and I definitely appreciated his effort. But what, it was too much. What country was he from? Uh, Pakistan. Pakistan. Nothing against the Pakis. I like your hair. You guys, Pakistan. <laughs> so when, when was it too much, though? Because initially... The he, first moment. But, but, I thought, but I thought you complimented him. That was, like, good. He, he asked I mean, for your number. Because he had the balls to do it. Because he didn't, like, know you at all before he asked for your number. Because that'd be weird for me. It's like, how do you even know me? How do you, why do you want to call me? Right. It's like, based off of my look, he liked me. But it was like, literally, we had... The beautiful Kristen. Of course. But we made eye contact for like a split second, and then it was there. It wasn't like I had a moment to take anything yeah. in. So when that happens, you know, you you kind of defensive, defensify. Like, yeah. I kind of instantly went like, oh. I don't have my coffee yet, and, like, I feel really gross, and now I'm put in this position. But he didn't – from what you're saying, like, you're giving your interpretation of it, right? So I don't know how he actually said it. But you're saying he said, you're beautiful, and I want your number. Like, that's how you actually heard it and saw it happening towards you. He goes, excuse me, this is going to sound really weird, but you're beautiful, and I want your number. It was, like, the moment we made eye contact. There wasn't, like, a Like a swagger over a smile. Yeah, there wasn't a time. Was there an accent, too? A, su- a subtle one. A subtle one. You'll be my wife. <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't, don't hurt me. Don't cut my vagina. No, I don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, no, I'm kidding. You'll be great. You'll sleep next to me and my goat. <laughs> yeah. be I fantastic. Lo- hey, I love my cat. You know how I feel about animals. I wouldn't mind sleeping next to a My goat. goat and your cat will get along great. <laughs> I know that's your real voice, by the way. <laughs> that's how you actually, as soon as Mo steps out of the studio, that's how he talks. It's so true, you guys. It's so true. But anyway, basically, and he was. But it was too intense for it you, was you're intense, saying. But I did, I did like the fact that he was willing to do something like that, you know? And Especially did, not getting out of a Jaguar, but getting, hooking up his bike, you know? <laughs> Exactly. Well, as he should, he should have equal confidence yes. to the guy with yeah. his. Why did he say was, Jaguar? Yeah. Say it again, Jaguar. Oh, I said Jaguar. Ja- Jaguar. Jaguar. I, I'm sorry, I said it like that. I'm such a douche. Jaguar. Now my Twitter is douche.com. <laughs> well, I said that because I worked for Jaguar uh, a few years ago, and it was like Nazi Germany, and they were like, "You cannot say Jaguar. If anyone says Jaguar, you're fired." And what? so, yeah, so we had to like say it over Jaguar. and over. Like when we got there in the morning, it was the craziest promotional marketing job like I ever did. And they were like, when we got there in the morning, it was like a week long thing. And they were like, everyone say Jaguar like 10 times. And we're Jaguar, like, Jaguar, I'm like, Jaguar. I'm like, screw, screw that yourself. That was really good. I like that voice. Yeah. Oh my God. So those now, jobs are the worst. You want to kill yourself. The worst. The worst. So it's just ingrained in my brain to say Jaguar. So I just sound like such an asshole. <laughs> I thought it was Jaguar. I didn't even know it was Jag, whatever you said. The other really options exotic. that you said. Yeah. So, but, but let's go back to the approaching. Okay. So, so, so I want you to walk me through the steps of the approach because I think this is a perfect chapter in, in the, the man's playbook. That was good. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. You know what I just realized about that? That he sounds like 
for that itch. And then he says, we use our fingernails. And it's like, yes, that's how you get an itch, with your fingernails. I get kind of, every time I think about it, I'm like, ew, wait, what? You're itching? Yeah. Yeah. I, know, I love yeah. Pacino. It doesn't pump me up the same way as it does for Mo. Yeah, oh, Pacino. I do. Jack. I just love Seriously, watching your face. Like childish smile. Not childish, but like like glow to him every time he hears it's it. Ch- I love it's it. Childish. It's childish. I just want to put on a helmet and hit somebody. <laughs> I hear you. I get oh, yeah. it. Okay, so this chapter in the man's playbook is about how to approach. And based on Kristen's story that she was just talking about, obviously this guy did not do a good job at approaching, mainly because he was too, he was too much too soon. Right. That's the main message here. But you did admire him for his directness. So what could he have done? Because he was very direct at first, which threw you off and put, put a barrier up, obviously, even though he were, you know, pimping out our podcast afterwards. So there <laughs> obviously wasn't much of a barrier there. Shameless. But what could he have done after that initial approach if he realized it was too intense? How could he have pulled it back a little bit? Um, first, he could have done an American accent. Aww. And I would have been well, like, oh, I'm way more. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Kristen. No. Really? No, no, of course not. Well, I'm maybe. kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe, but no, I'm kidding. Um, no, no. The first thing that I, I – if he looked at me, because, I mean, the moment he looked at me, I knew he was interested. I could see it in his eyes in that, like, split second. So if he kind of took that moment in, gave it a second, let me walk into the Starbucks, do my thing, get my coffee – and as I'm at the sugar or milk bar, maybe start say, hey, I just saw you outside. And, um, you know, I think that would be a better opening because I would be like, oh, yeah, I saw you, too. Warming you up a little right, bit. Right, a little but let's bit. Say, let's say you walked in and then you snuck at the back and he missed that opportunity. You have, he has no idea how long you're going to be around. You well, literally could see, have gone to the garbage and kept walking the other way. He didn't know you were going into Starbucks. He, well, yeah, I was like right at the door pretty much. So okay. I mean, there was really nowhere else. And like, it was, it's on Lincoln. Like, where am I going to like an auto mechanic place? Like, I'm going to Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I think, I think the difference is him asking for your number right away. Like the yeah, first like, moment. Yeah, like I want your number. Like he can still say hi. He, I think he can still approach you, but yeah. just like dropping that in. It's like, yo, dude, you don't even, you don't know me. Yeah. So. Well, it's like one of the questions that we had a couple of weeks ago where I think that's that's what he said to her first. And the girl said, you I don't, don't even know, know you. you. I remember that, yeah. And then he's like, oh, okay, sorry. And he like scurried away afterwards. But that, that's a really good point. Like to ask, I, I get that like nerves are worked up. You're like, I just want to spit it out of my mouth, which is, first of all, amazing that this use this as your practice time. If you are not at that point yet, do what this guy did and just get it out and don't worry about if the girl says yes or no. Um, but as you start to practice, start to slow your pace down because we talk about it all the time when guys approach at a bar and say, like, I want to fuck you and then walk away. That's super sexy. So like what Kristen was saying, if he were to smile, look over, and then get back to his world, locking up his bike or whatever, and then start to slowly come in and then start chit-chat and right. build a little bit of rapport first. It can be sexy, and, flirty rapport, and open, but not asking for the phone number. It's doing, too much. Doing something like the OSA. The yeah, observe, yes. share, and ask a question. Like, I have goats. You have goats. Right. <laughs> I yeah. have a goat named Roger. I'm like I have a goat no, named Roger. I have a goat named Mo. <laughs> yeah, um, but that but is- something like that because again, it's like I don't know if I like like you. I don't know you, so why would I want to give exactly. you my number? I need to know that there would be some sort of. I mean, besides the fact that I have a boyfriend, you know, I, there'd have to be some sort of connection, mm-hmm. not just the physical. Because I mean, who knows? That I found him as physically attractive as he found me. No. Probably not. You know what I mean? So Right. Well, but th- you could have. But for women, it takes a lot more, more than for that physical. Because yeah. who, who was on the show? Or when were we talking about this? That men know in the first 15 seconds, for women, it takes about five minutes to decide what oh, they yeah. want from a man. Because 
Yes. Okay. Because you're because you're eval- evaluating these people who are presented in front of you. So you need to know a are they a rapist? B are they crazy? C do they have social value? Uh, D there's a whole bunch of things that you want to know first about this man before you start like hanging. And the guy's just like, do um, I want to have sex with her? Is that right. true? Is Although, that how? It, is it that quick? I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Fifteen seconds. Yeah, Although, not even fifteen there, seconds. There is this Whoa. video that's on YouTube. That it's on my my website as well, winggirlmethod.com, mm-hmm. um, where it is these guys and they just shoot them. And they go up to a girl and they say, give me, give me your number. Give me your oh, number. I've seen that. And women just put their number in their phone. They go, why? Yeah. And he goes, so they asked you. And they'll just do it. Yeah. And so for, for that, that. But you know what about that video? Though, I, I watched that video. And it's like, I wonder how many edits there were of women that didn't yeah. say yes. But let's, oh, oh is yes. it so bad if you get 50% of the women asked? No, but yeah. I'm sure there are. I don't think every man, when he does that, or if a man did that, every woman would say yes. So I... Depending on what age they were, um, but a lot of the women that they but were you showing know, were younger, like you, but like you said, I would I would do it. Yeah, but see, women would say yes now. Whether you actually could get them to see you again, that's that's a whole other Absolute, bar game, buddy. Absolutely. That's so, a lot more work you got to put in. Yeah, that's what my blog was about. It's like, great, you have the phone number. But, now but That's just, that's but, that's round one. That's yeah. You don't even know her name, so then you're like, uh, what do you do then, you know? But then you start a conversation afterwards. The whole point of this video was to show, like, that women admire leadership, like, where yeah. it's not like, oh, hi, my name's Bill. Can I have your phone number? Like this weak man going up to them, but a man who is assertive saying, put your number in my phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and her saying, uh, okay. And then the whole scenario would be changed, though, if you had a flip phone. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. okay, sure. Uh, like, how do you use this thing? Is this hot pink? I, <laughs> I, think, I think this guy had a great approach. Because his initial approach was, well, you're beautiful because it was from an honest place and he came directly to Dude. you with it. But I feel like the middle is where he lacked it. It's like, yeah. wow, great introduction. Now, what do we say as men during that middle to fill that middle ground? Because then if you would have filled that middle ground with, say, five minutes of banter, three minutes of banter, where you could actually get to know this guy and see his personality a minute, you might have said yes at the end when he asked you for his number. Well, the thing is, is that what he showed you about his personality was that he was intense, a little bit nervous, and aggressive. And those aren't three good things that women are attracted to. In that video on YouTube, these guys are showing that they don't really care, that they can lead, and they can be direct. And just ask for what they want. And, like, they weren't asking, staring the girl down and, like, being really intense about saying, give me your phone number. They weren't even looking at her and saying, put, they were like, put your number in my phone. Right. Whereas if, like, right. I, I don't really care, I'm already leaving. Right. I think but, like, okay, funny. you can do it. Yeah. You know? It, it's, it's, it's a dip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would almost think that, that they're not being picky enough, though. It's like, I want a guy to choose me based on my personality. When he does that, I'm almost like, well... Maybe I'm ruining your whole point here, but no, no. I, I just think the whole point is to be honest. <laughs> so. Yeah, I just think I'd be like, uh, like, what makes me different than somebody else? Why would you even bother asking me? I want, I want to know that I'm different and that you value that. Right, but you know? in your early twenties, I just want to bang. No, I don't know. I mean. I think so still then, yeah. Really? Yeah. I, that's totally fine. You're th- maybe the other fifty percent who said no, mm-hmm. but I watched that video and I was like, I would probably do it. Would I answer the phone the next day? Yeah, probably not. Because I have no yet. clue who he is. See? I've heard. But if he gets 100 women and he gets 50 phone numbers and he gets 10 girls who answer and interact with him and he, he knows how to do things after the getting the phone number, he knows how to flirt, he knows how to use races, you know, texting techniques, um, then then he can do something. But then like you don't this. even know the girls are reaching out to. I don't know. I think it's just like a wild card. It's, it's definitely a numbers game, obviously. Yeah. But it's like you're just throwing out seeds and seeing which ones. That's what grow. men are supposed to do. They're supposed but, to throw out seeds. Yeah, yeah and then right? eventually it gets in an egg. And sh- 
That's how shit happens. Exactly. Anyway, I, I went a little <laughs> bit off topic. We all but the whole yep. thing is, is like the, the whole thing is, is that the approach for the man's playbook that I want, I want to talk about is the the approach. What he could have done, he could have used Osa for sure. Um, but the intensity and the asking for the number right away and getting up in your grill right away was too much for you, especially pre coffee. Right. So I think the the sexier thing to do in that scenario is sort of just like sit back, relax, smile at the girl, and then you know as you're going into Starbucks, you can make some sort of joke or something to, to lighten up the space and then go into osa and then ask for the phone number once you decide right. that you he wanted your phone number right i'm sure he wanted your phone number now after you said i'm the host of the ask him <laughs> right. he's probably listening he is i, to- I told him to listen Aww. and he, he didn't give you his name right no he was like i won't, won't give you my name if you're going to talk about it on there <laughs> you know I'll i was t- like well i assume what what would it be if he's from back uh, he'd be oh, like can i have your telegraph information <laughs> <laughs> I will put it into the wire. I'll see you later. Well, that concludes this week's chapter in the man's playbook. And I feel bad that yep. we did not pump this up more at the beginning I of know. the episode. I know. I forgot to talk about it. We totally should have. But we have the best man in the world coming onto our show today. The... One and only. One and only. Yeah, you did a. You did oh, a I don't know. But he's he is the wrestling champ uh, actor of the world. Of, of the, the world. world. He's just also a total badass and like seriously one of the most nicest guys. He is Steve Austin, and he's on our show next. Yes. It's, it's, yeah. I, I was so embarrassed when we first met him. I told him um, I thought I was the first person ever to think this. I'm like, does anyone ever call you Cold Stone Steve Austin? <laughs> I was like, because I actually always accidentally do it if I ever oh, have yeah. to say. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I always go to Cold Stone Steve Austin because I'm way more into ice cream than I am to wrestling. Like, Ditto. Which makes complete sense. Right. So it's always in my brain. But I want him to have like a like ice cream flavor. Oh, he totally should. He Why needs he an not? ice cream flavor. I mean, his podcast yeah. is like the number one on our network. So he should have his own yeah. ice cream. Yeah. He's that man should great. have his own ice cream. Yeah. It makes sense. But we met him probably three months ago because he uh, records for Podcast One as well, which is the network that we're on. And we have been stalking him ever since to be on our show. And Mo is on his show yeah. as well, which is why he's getting all of his followers on Twitter. I, they call me Gimme Mo. On no, they show. don't. Yeah, I, love really? Gimme Mo. I love oh, it. Oh, it should be Gimme Less. <laughs> oh, you little minx. <laughs> well, coming up next, we have the amazing Steve Austin in studio with us. He is fantastic. He's wonderful. He's answering your questions for Analyze This. And he's telling us all about what he has learned about women from his four marriages that he's had. That is coming up next. See you in a bit. Welcome back to the Ask Moon Podcast. We are so excited today to have wrestling legend with us, the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Welcome, Steve. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, what's happening? Wow. We are so excited to have you here. We've been pumped up about this for so long. You know We've been talking about it. You know I what's know. so funny about you is that like you're so not intimidating. I mean, you're intimidating, but Don't you're not intimidating. No, because you're so nice. It's so funny. It's like, you know, you have the image. But then I'm like, no, no, no. He's like super. We just blew his cover. Now he hates yeah. us. <laughs> no, but I get that no. all the time. People always think I'm going to be mad or drunk or mean <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So uh, thank you for having me on the show. And thank you for recognizing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the camouflage does intimidate me a little <laughs> yeah, bit. It is intimidating. <laughs> Ask Mo. I, I wear this stuff almost every single day. And I have about five of these. But I'm not Are you exactly- rotating through them? Really? Yeah. What are you hiding from? Why are you? Why? <laughs> I'm not hiding from ex-wives or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, me too. Uh, no, I'm not hiding from anything. Camo for a guy, you know, for a guy you wearing camo. I eat a lot of stuff on my diet. 
And if I spill anything on my shirt, you cannot see it. So it that works for me. Smart. That's a really good point. Yeah. I could use that. Yeah, I'm known for spilling And I'm, I'm big into hygiene, so don't get me wrong. I'm taking my showers and doing all that. I'm wearing clean <laughs> stuff. But if I drop some food on it, it's easily concealed. Right. I'm, like a co- it. I'm a coffee drinker, so that would definitely blend in. Right. Don't wear white. Right, right. A nice man and a smart man, too. Right. The full package. Fantastic. I don't know how smart, but we, we can get to that later. <laughs> you, you mentioned um, before when we met that first time, you mentioned that your favorite guns are the Remington Arms guns. and yep. That's where I'm from. That's my town. Yeah. So what about Remington guns? I'm just wow. curious. Yeah. Well, that's I'm interesting curious. that you would bring that question up. <laughs> that is interesting that you would bring that up. Let's talk about guns. <laughs> He's like, I happen to have a gun in my pocket right now. I don't know why I haven't done the Ask Women show sooner. I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> no, just uh, growing up hunting with my dad down there in South Texas, he shot Remington. You know, Remington 870 shotgun is what we all started off on. And as far as our deer rifles, the Model 700. Love the trigger, and once you get used to something, you know, that's what you're used to. Mm-hmm. And it's high quality, out of the box, you know, the most accurate guns that there is. You know, great quality stuff for the working man at an affordable price. Right. Oh, that's amazing. You should we should, we should seriously uh, yeah. get them as our sponsor that. for this episode. Come on, Remington. Well, it's funny. It's, it's funny because my, like, lineage, like, you know, my grandpa, my grandpa's grandpa, whatever, they all worked at Remington Arms. Oh. But I know it's in my town. Like, that's what my town is made from. We wouldn't yep. exist unless that was there but uh i know nothing about guns at all and i like how I, literally i, I know teach it in your school and it's weird because we live you know our school's next door to a gun store and no what? one ever shot up the school isn't that amazing well, it was back in the day when people had common sense yeah. nobody has any yeah. common sense anymore right. that is very true right. it ain't about the guns it's about a little common sense let me ask you something steve do you ever take a girl when you're single would you take a girl on a date to a shooting range would you recommend that because i've done it and i think women find shooting guns very exciting i get turned on by it yeah it's like the power thing, you know? It's like you feel like you're in control and you have a man kind of guiding you and you're like, show me how to do this. I mean, I'm into it. I've mm. never been. You know the kick, the horsepower, it is kind of an adrenaline rush. You know, I never thought about it. I certainly want to take it away the ex-wives to the shit. <laughs> 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 never thought about it to answer your question on a first date. <laughs> I want to get to know that person a little yeah. bit. Get a little psych eval. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before you're taking them with a gun somewhere. Well, actually, I do want to talk about you and dating and your past with women, if you're comfortable talking about that. Absolutely. I'm okay. down with it. So what? Awesome. So maybe, like, let's go into some questions about what your first date spots were when you were single. Like, some of your favorite places to take women. Back back then. Man, back, in the back then, you know, before I had my car, you know, uh, the old track field there in Edna, Texas. You know, just hanging around the track, walk a few laps. There's a little stadium, some steps over there. Kind of just, there wasn't too many people out there, but it wasn't any kind of like a, a public place. We were just kind of like homebodies. Really? So yeah. you just walked around and talked? Stroll around the yeah. track? That's all they needed? Yeah, stroll around the wow. track. And I, this is very, I mean, you know, I grew up in a town of 5,000 people. So, you know, when we're sitting here in Los Angeles, there's people galore. It's a little bit different setting. But yeah, right. that's where it started. Interesting. Wow. Well, so y- you have been married three times, right? Currently married for the fourth and last oh, time. Fourth, okay, so fourth time. Yes, wonderful. So w- the first time that we met you, you were telling us a little bit about what you had learned from those previous marriages that are really helping you in your current marriage. And we would like to hear about that. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't probably, you know, the, the experiences. Uh, and probably those first three marriages, I wasn't really ready to be married, quite honestly. Really? And, but, Is but anyone with, ever, though, really? I mean, I'm not. No, well, uh, what, what changed for you? Well, well, I guess I just finally got old enough to realize and been with this one person. I've been with my wife now for 10 years, almost 10 years. We've been married going on three years, and she's a special education teacher. And I think, uh, you know, she has two degrees. She's highly intelligent, 
high level of integrity, very uh, high work ethic. What's she doing very with honest. you? I know. <laughs> she brings out the best in me, and that's why I'm still wow. with her that's to answer wonderful. your question. And uh, I think, you know, maybe her background helps her understand a guy like me. And communication, as I was telling you guys last time I talked to you a month or two or three yeah. ago, the communication was the key for me with this woman. Her name is Kristen. Oh, hi. And with, there's just <laughs> no way to sweep anything under the carpet and, you know, kind of address it as a half issue. We discuss everything in full. Get it out of the way. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's an understanding, and we are on the same page. And she helps me do that uh, the best. She helps me communicate, and that's what I needed. I so love before, that. before, were you not communicating? Because well, that yeah, was- you're communicating, but you know, I mean, I was on the road, and I, you know, quite, you know, frankly, uh, in the entertainment business, I came from the world of professional wrestling, and uh, I'm a guy. Like I got to tell them, oh, guys <laughs> yeah, are stupid. I want to have my cake <laughs> and eat it too. I did back then. You cannot do that. If you're in a committed monogamous relationship, you know, I was, you know, I wanted to, to do what I wanted to do. Right. And, uh, you know, I got that out of my system, met the right person, and that part of my life is over. I'm happy about that, uh, believe it or not. But that's wonderful. So what's like a gr- perfect date night for you and your wife now? What are you guys into? Interesting. Uh, we're homebodies. We live in Marina Del Rey on West Side. We're a bunch of West Side people gather at this table in Los Angeles. <laughs> Except Moe's from like Armenia I, or something. He <laughs> used to be on the West Side. I'm an ex-West Sider. I'll be back eventually. My girl's a, a Hollywood girl right now, uh, so, which makes me a Hollywood boy. You are. That's okay. You can do that. Now, you know, we, there's a little sushi spot we go to. Uh, you know, Los Angeles is, is a big-ass city. Yeah. And some of the greatest restaurants in the world right here, you can have a culinary experience that will blow your mind. But the problem is, we was, we just went out and ate with uh, Norm Pattis the other day, the podcast one. Oh, yeah. King. King, yeah, exactly. And we met him in Hollywood at what's called Mr. Chow's. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a pain in the ass to get there. Yeah, now, we had a great time. Later. Yeah, we had a great <laughs> time, but, you know, we, we left early to get there to make the, uh, the you know, on time. I'm a time fanatic. I can't be late. We had a wonderful dinner with Norman Mary and met some big wigs in, in uh, the industry, but it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> so everything that we do is in that Marina Venice area so that we don't have to drive too far. Same with and, and my, same my wife loves to cook. So, I mean, she loves that. I mean, that's her passion. So, you know, I'm just kind of a match made in heaven. Oh, I love that. Did you wear your camouflage tuxedo to dinner? <laughs> no, no, that, that really it was hard because, you know, I wore a pair of jeans. And, you know, I like to wear shorts everywhere I go, yeah. but I'd dress up for Norm and Mary, and we were going to mm-hmm. High Flute and Blaze, so I had to make sure I had my bases covered and <laughs> represent, you know, the Steve Austin Show brand and yeah. podcast1.com properly. <laughs> so I got gussied up and wore a long sleeve shirt, untucked, of course. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I wanted to ask more about the communicating because I, I work with a lot of men yeah. um, all over the world. And, you know, I always talk about communication and work. And it's really simple to say those words, but a lot of people don't actually know what it means. What does it mean to communicate? And so I wanted to talk to you, maybe if you could provide an example, it doesn't have to be an intimate one, but about communication and what that would look like for somebody. I I don't know if I really know how to uh, answer that. I just know that that when I talk, if I had uh, hmm. (laughs) a, going back a few years, Uh, something, uh, what's what's the best way I can explain it's hard to explain to other people. It is. Yeah. I just, I, I guess the best way I could put it, if there's an issue, we, we just discuss it from top to bottom and make sure that we're, there's no misunderstanding. It's a very clear understanding. We're on the same page and, and everything's cool. Uh, and, and, you know, that go, that was, uh, you know, back when uh, I met her in a little bit of my wilder days, we had to have that come to Jesus meeting. And so <laughs> things along that line of discussion 
And now, you know, obviously on the same page, but stuff about that. You know. okay. Do you have any, um, you know, because you do a lot of, like you said, you're like a dude or a man. Do you have, did you have issues getting women interested in things that you were also interested in? Or did you already come together because of those interests? You know, it's interesting. Uh, when I when I met my wife now, we were training at the World Gym on the corner of Lincoln and Washington back in the day. Yeah, I went Joe there. Go, yeah, Joe Gold just yeah. run a gym. Talked to Joe every day. It was a great gym. Amazing Everybody gym. Everybody went to so Gold. So this was, you know, kind of a little bit looser atmosphere, and it was cool. Yeah. So anyway, uh, my buddy Dan ran the front desk there. And anyway, I, uh, my wife's teaching special education at John Adams Middle School at the time. And one of her kids had brought a WWE calendar, you know, put on the wall. And my month came up. My wife's not a wrestling <laughs> fan. She didn't watch no wrestling. And sure enough, she saw him in the gym, and she knew Dan, my buddy. And she said, hey, Dan, is that that guy that is the wrestler, Stone Cold? And she said, yeah. And she said, uh, do you think he would come to my class and read to my kids? I don't know. Ask him. So anyway, uh, she asked me, and I started talking to her. We had a lot in common. Before I went and read to the kids, we started talking music. She's a big metalhead. She loves Stevie Ray Vaughan. So do I. Oh, wow. So we had many common interests. She's a dog person. She drove a truck. You know, I drove a truck. I, I love dogs. So we had a lot in common before we got started. She's not from L.A. originally. She's born and raised in L.A. No, no way. way. Yeah. Well, what, th- hey, some of those L.A. people are the best we're people. Good people. It's okay. all the people that come in. You know what? That you're right. Up, like That's what right. I was saying. Yeah. Speaking of come in. Yeah. The cuckoo factor. Yeah, yeah, the LA people are awesome. Well, actually, okay, so let's talk more about that. So the first time that you were interacting with your wife, or you know, when she wasn't your right. wife, so were you attracted to her right away? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, uh, I was attracted to her just initially, just looking, you know, with the eyes. Yes, and then in talking to her with the brain, and you know, on the mental wavelength. Uh, yeah, because we had so much in common. Did that make you nervous when you were talking no, to her? No, 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 because I was digging her, you know? Okay. Well, because a lot of guys, when they do like somebody, they're like, oh, I can talk to everybody. As soon as there's a girl that I find attractive or I'm interested in, I, I have no idea what to say. So you obviously had no problems talking to women that you're attracted to. Oh, no, no, because I, you know, I had my sights set on things in the future. So, you know, I mean, you know. Activity. Did I get nervous or back down? No, I, I was very interested in this young lady. Okay, can you walk us through that process a little bit? Because, like, as I just said, a lot of guys get totally psyched out. So, ha- have you always been like that when talking with women you're attracted to? You just think about the goal of the future or what you want in the future rather than thinking about how you could possibly be rejected? Like, did the confidence come from the career or? You know, maybe maybe, you the always- conf- maybe the confidence did come from the career because as a kid, I was a very shy kid. I was very quiet growing up. And, you know, I, I turned to athletics maybe as a, as a way to express myself and uh, be worthy. Uh, so, you know, I was a shy kid. And, you know, that, my, that first girlfriend I had, we lasted for 10 years, high school oh, sweethearts, wow. and then, you know, went through college. And wow. she was about two or three years older than me. And then I ended up uh, getting in the wrestling business. And that marriage quickly dissolved right after right. it happened. Uh, basically, it was annulled. Do you use wrestling moves in the bedroom? No, no wrestling. <laughs> a, a bear hug. Damn. You know, that, that's Damn. about it. No wrestling moves in the bedroom. I do not recommend that. <laughs> that can be very painful. Wait, I'd I'd like I would love to hear more about what you were saying. So you, you were shy when you were younger. You gained yeah. confidence from sports. And then, you know, once you had separated from your, your first wife, did that confidence continue with women? No, not really. I, I, mean, I don't know how to explain it. I was a guy that, you know, it seems to be. I mean, women were attracted to me. I didn't have to go out of my way to meet women. They just It just kind of happened. And so there was that comfort level. And I'm not sitting there trying to say I'm Rico Suave. I, I'm not. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't have to pursue 
or you know, it was kind of a, it was an easy that Mo, you're trying to kick in here. Go ahead, well, save was, me. Uh, women pursue <laughs> you, right? Because I, I feel with uh, some of our uh, high-profile guys too that had some success in in an open form, yours being wrestling. There were women, you know, that would actively pursue you guys, and and your job was really just to weed out the wackos from the good ones. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. They all we have to be semi wacko, though. Yeah, semi wacko from wacko. There's a there's a, there's a thin line there. <clears throat> but as far as yeah, as far as the relationships went, and uh, it seemed like I kind of just went from marriage to marriage to marriage, and so it didn't. Well, I guess I was. Did you find that you were always attracted to strong women in your life, or is that kind of? been your thing or do you not really have a type it was just kind of been all over the place i think it was all over the place i think I, that was a problem yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i think i was all over the place once one <laughs> marriage ended what made you want to do another one were you not it wasn't that horrible of an experience that you weren't running away from it you know in one or two of them I, you know i think it was more <laughs> on their end than my end you know right. quite frankly but you know i'm a guy Guys are stupid. But you still wanted that. <laughs> You're a man. Still, like, all right, I'll do it if you want. Yeah, like, that's kinda, how it worked. It, it really was kind of like that. And then, of course, a couple I jumped into freely head first, uh, like an idiot. Uh, and then the last one, you know, uh, with my wife now, Kristen, you know, we've been together 10 years and got married about three years ago. That was one of those kind of deals where she had never been married before. And so, you know, I'm 48. She's a year younger than me. And a pro marriage, yeah. Yeah, I'm a pro. Yeah. <laughs> Semi-pro, because it didn't really work. Nobody yeah, paid for it. I right. lost money being married. That's uh, true. <laughs> but with my wife, you know, it was kind of like she was at a point. We'd been together almost 10 years. Well, at that, at that time, the seven-year mark. And as y'all know, uh, uh, whatever age you are, my wife was one year younger than myself. So never been married. Hey, that, that, that clock is ticking. Yeah. You know, she knows the older she gets, the, the less chances uh, or whatever, her dream's coming true. Yeah. So that was one of those things where I did not want to get married, but it was kind of like, I've got to this time. This is the right person uh, because I'm not going to find a better human being. Uh, than this. And my wife truly is my soulmate, and I can easily, easily and honestly say that. And you I know, love I, that. I feel like you've done it right. I feel a lot of these younger kids who are in their 20s feel like it's they need to get married. So the first serious relationship they have, yeah. they're married after a year or two. Yeah. You've been with your wife, you were with your wife, what, six, seven years before you got married? Yeah, and, you know, but the, but the, the one before that, 10 years, yeah. and then when I got married, I was only 24. That was still too soon. Well, but you, you started know, young. Seemingly, <laughs> I, I, again, yeah. that, I didn't really think that was so much my idea. And then I got to the game uh, that I did, and then things went off the, the rails. Hmm. But, yeah, man, I wouldn't recommend anybody. Uh, getting married too damn early. No. Well, well, let me ask you guys that, though. So so then, okay, are, are y'all married? I just I, got engaged, actually. How old, uh, can I ask how old you are? Yeah, I'm 30. 30? I'm married. Married? And I'm 32. In a relationship, 30. <laughs> when did you get married? I got married uh, three years ago, and I've been with my husband for 10. Oh, okay. So same as you. So wow. but, but then, so y'all are the experts. Would, would y'all recommend to any young guy or gal to, to get married at the 24 or younger mark? I think no. you change, you know? Never. It's like who I was when I was 24 was a lot more of a wild card than I am now. I mean, it was, I've just changed a lot. So it, it's, doing it's that all, so early is It's like, also so archaic. You know, it just seems like something that's not necessary anymore. You know, lifestyles have changed. Women can yep. provide for themselves. You know, a lot of people got married back in the 50s. and Gender stuff rules for, are changing. For survival, you know. So I think things have just changed. But if you're from, a sm- you know, an area where that's commonplace, then, yeah, you know, it, whatever. Like, that's what you're going to do. But overall, no, I would never, yeah. never recommend it. Like, I, I think if women allowed men to have one hall pass a year, 
a lot more. And vice versa. Can I tell you something really interesting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. No. Highway Street, Mo? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. When I met my husband, I was 23 years old. And all throughout my 20s, we would talk about, you know, possible threesomes, like all these things in our our sexual escapades in our mind that we would possibly do. And I would always say I wouldn't want to do those things because I couldn't confidently handle them. In my mind, I want to do them, but I wouldn't be able to handle the repercussions afterwards, which would be horrible for my husband because he would know that would happen. And so as I'm getting into my 30s, I'm noticing that I am more sexual and I can separate emotion from sex, at least in my mind, I still can, but I feel much more confident about, about being able to do those things. So back to the hall pass, if the hall mm. pass is available to men, I think it should be available to women Amen. as well. And she just gave you the bottom line. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> right, okay, but, with, with that being said, Mo, with your gal, yeah. you're going to give her that hall pass? No. Just the Because <laughs> no. you could handle it? I had, it's so funny, I had a dream this morning uh, about my wife telling me she was wife. Your wife. Whoa, oh, oh, secrets out. My, my, my girl, she might as well be my wife. But uh, yeah, well, I've been with talk her about for, that for long enough. We should tell her about your wife because I think actually <laughs> she might want to know. Keep going. What happened? Listen. Well, I had this dream where she told where she was telling me I was with this man and the sex was amazing, but it was before us. And just her telling me that she was with another guy and the sex was amazing, my fucking blood was boiling. Really? And I I wake up and she's like cuddling on me like nothing's going on. I'm thinking like, you fucking bitch. (laughs) You cheated on me, you There were probably so many head veins showing at that moment. I was so pissed off and I realized right away I am not cool with any of that shit. It is crazy how you can be jealous of possible scenarios. Like just of like words coming out of your partner's mouth. It is kind of crazy. I've had it with dreams too. I'm like, I hate you I'm, you left me in our dream he's like i'm not I'm right here what are you talking about <laughs> easy, easy. yeah I think, <laughs> I think i'm a different style chick because i'm totally cool with the hall pass not the movie but uh, the movie was horrible oh you mean but the, the girl shitting in the bathtub in the movie <laughs> i didn't actually see it oh. I, i'm just assuming yeah. <laughs> but uh no i am very cool with it because i know personally i'm not a very sexual person at all i think i'm like uncomfortable with it and i would rather like just like <laughs> lay with my cat honestly and i've said that before i'm not and i know my boyfriend is so you know if that's what it is that's what it is and i know we had john sally in here before yeah. who is very open to that kind of stuff and for me to even say it you know a year ago i would have felt so uncomfortable but from doing this podcast i've gotten a little validation that mm. that's normal right. and i've told i've told my boyfriend like go for it but he's way too much of a pussy like he would never <laughs> right. do it well know? He doesn't have any game, so that it never happens. That is the best way to get them yeah. to do it. Like, just be yeah. like, go, go for it. Do it. Because do it. it's the but only girl. But then you think he would feel guilty, even though you're saying, hey, it's cool if you wouldn't oh, did yeah. it? Oh, of course he would feel yeah, guilty. I yeah, so He too. wouldn't be able to ha- get a hard on or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, he would be too nervous. So yeah. it would never happen. It was hard for you to say hard but on. But would you really be cool with it? Yeah, I think I, I think I would because I know what I do to him yeah. in terms of nothing. Like, <laughs> I do nothing sexual to him. frustration. Right. It would take the pressure off of you for, like, providing that <laughs> sex, yeah, right? Yeah, because it's like, you know, we. I, I know we're going to get to a question at some point soon, but um, I uh, sometimes, you know, it's like if I know it's, like, going to be requested, maybe I'll, like, not go to bed right at that right. time because I got <laughs> stuff to do on the computer. <laughs> and not that he's not willing to do it on the computer, but I'm just saying, you know, I just... 
I feel guilty. So it would be something that I feel like I would give him. Not like all the time. It'd be creepy. I just think I have <laughs> to like be there. every week. You're like, just get out I'm of here. Like, yeah. I'm like, if you're going to have a hall pass, at least invite me. Like, don't just do that separately, no. you know? Like, yeah. that would be creepy would for be me. That's my worst nightmare. I mean, no, that's for me. To be honest with you, it's like I, I would be really creeped out about thinking of him going off and then coming back. I'm like, what happened? What did I miss? <laughs> like, yeah. I would be I, like, I be there. You would be comfortable watching? Yeah. I would be like, really? really just sitting in the corner and watching. Because I just cor- want to see what you're doing. Yeah, the corner. Don't put me in the corner. Yeah, Maybe in a comfortable. Can you, you imagine know? Haley just like sitting there with her cheer. arms crossed? Well, you don't do that with me. I would be cheering him on. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> get in nice. there. Yeah. So this is going to be a really punny question. Um, but what's what's more challenging, the wrestling ring or the wedding ring? Oh, damn. I didn't plan that. <laughs> that was good. The show, but... I like it. The wrestling ring. Well, well, from what standpoint? Like, what's more What's more difficult in general? And what's caused maybe more distress in your life? Or what's harder to learn? Is it harder to learn to be a professional wrestler? Or is it harder to learn how to deal with a woman every day of your life? I guess, obviously, it's hard to learn how to deal with a woman because right. I got I would, three divorces. I would assume <laughs> that would be And certainly, being, in, being on the road in the ring has its trials and tribulations and right. levels of stress and highs and lows and everything goes with it. Uh, but, you know, totally, totally two, two different ball games. I would like to think that uh, uh, I'm doing pretty damn good now as far as what I've learned about the, uh, the wedding game and yeah. staying married and being happily married. Yeah. Do you have um, a lot of, like, that southern, southerly, southern stuff, like manners? I know, like, the oh, south yeah. is kind of, you know. I don't know I much can about sense that, about you, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yeah. uh, that kind of stuff, opening doors. That whole nine yards, yeah. yeah. No, not not crazy to the you know the extreme, but certainly right. courtesy, etiquette, respect. Right. I love that. I have one last question, then we're going to go into analyze this. So analyze this is where we answer questions from people who listen to the podcast, and we would love for you to stick around to answer questions. Can I say one thing yeah, yeah. along those lines, though? But you know, some women here in Los Angeles, I'll be at a retail store or something like that, and I'll say, "Well, yes, ma'am." And you know, if you talk to some uh, some of these ladies long enough, they'll say, "Would you not say, ma'am? It makes me feel old." Oh, yeah. And I'm hate it, like, yeah. you know, that's just what my mom and my dad told us to say, and people de- out here feel old by it. Yeah, Absolutely. just say, I do. Just say, yes. But I mean, it is respect. Oh, right. cool. yeah. Just say with, it with as your... like, just say it as like, yes, bitch, because it'll actually make them feel much younger. That's yeah. like a very youthful thing to say. Okay, I'll, 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 I'm gonna say I learned it here on Ask Women. <laughs> I had that. I was down at the U.S. Open, and there's so many young kids down there, and this one guy was like rollerblading or something which I haven't done in 20 years but he rollerbladed by me and almost bumped into me he goes oh sorry ma'am and I almost started crying my husband came oh up my. like oh, do I look so old down here I went home <laughs> did my makeup I felt so horrible but the question I was going to ask okay. was about being on the road and how like because a lot of people are asking about uh, long distance relationships so did you find that difficult to be connected to any of your wives that you were with during that time because you had so much distance between you? Hey, man. Long, well, I mean, it's not truly a long-distance relationship. But to me, a long-distance relationship, if someone lives in uh, – the guy lives in Los Angeles, the female lives True. in New York. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're trying to make things work. That's, True. to me, long-distance. Traveling is a whole different ballgame. Uh, but certainly with, with the, uh, the traveling and the uh, temptations in the form of other women on the road – mixed with alcohol and all kinds of other stuff leads to some disastrous situations. So uh, being on the road is hard. Uh, We were just talking to uh, Jay Moore uh, a couple of days ago, and, uh, you know, 
quite frankly, <laughs> we were talking about because well, he's in, he's very happily married right now. He's a monogamous in a monogamous yeah. relationship with a wonderful young lady. Uh, he's married to Nikki Cox. You hear him on his podcast all the time, and I, I heard him. He loves his wife so much, Absolutely. and he adores her. That's what he said. He said, yeah. "My, you know, so people hot. act like marriage isn't a choice, but he said my wife was my choice." And what he does now on the road is he will literally do a show, and then he goes to the hotel and sleeps. Yeah. So he jerks love, off. I love his style. Or both. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. I mean, quite. There you go. Well, that's that's what I was. You know. Something's got to happen. Yeah. yeah. For, for, for our male listeners <laughs> out there who are it's thinking, true. I, mean, it is. I get it. Yeah. For our male for our male listeners out there who are thinking about cheating on their girl or something like that, jerk off first, and then after you're done jerking off, if you still want to cheat on your girl, then go ahead and cheat on her. Oh, that's a good tip. But we you, don't condone cheating here. Well, we don't condone it. But look, if, if you could, it's a good test. If you can blow your load and and, and still want to cheat on your woman, then <laughs> it's the wrong woman. A, Mo, wrong that's girl. probably the worst Deep. advice I've Deep, heard. Yeah. Any yeah. human being utter in the last couple of months. I love that you are calling him out. Most like masturbate and then wait like Two minutes, but <laughs> two minutes. See if you still want it. If you do, get out of After your hotel 15 room. Minutes. Worst advice ever, guys. Don't listen to that. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go into our questions. So uh, for the guys that are listening, we have analyzed this, as you know. But if you want to write in questions, write into uh, ask at askwomenpodcast.com. And here is our first question. Hello, ladies and man producer. I love that he doesn't call him Mo, but the man producer. Wow. My, Boy. This is a little bit of a long one, but it's actually a really good question. Oh. My wife and I have been married for seven years, and we have two kids. We loved each other and are we love each other and are still attracted to each other, but we don't have sex. I feel like we have become a total cliche: get married, have kids, and no more sex. I want to do something about this, of course, because it's not healthy for the relationship. Since having our second child, my wife has zero libido, and when we talk about it, she says she is struggling with the role as a mom and as a wife who has sex with her husband. Right now, she's completely focused on being a mom. I get that, but I can't help but feel neglected. We do go on dates, and I try to do romantic gestures, but they don't really change things in the long run. When I try to initiate sex and make it all about her, she is not interested, which makes me feel rejected. To compound the issue, my wife is in the habit of staying up very late, sometimes until 4 a.m., so we never go to bed together, which makes it pretty hard to have sex. So we are rarely in the bed uh, at the same time together for very long. She says she stays up late to get cleaning done and have time to herself since she takes care of the kids during the day. I get the idea of wanting your own free time, but not seven days a week. I think it's become a selfish habit at this point. And of course, she's tired the next um, uh, the next week because of the lack of sleep. I think it's time for some marriage counseling. What do you think is going on and how can we break these cycles and stop being a cliche? This is from Matt. Oh, Matt. And Steve, I would love to hear what you have to say about this. Man, right off the bat, it just it doesn't sound like the, the, the young lady is interested in her husband anymore off surface. Yeah. Well, it's I right, know that... My knee-jerk reaction is, nah, she's, she's not digging him. Yeah, he says we're still attracted to each other, but he's speaking from his point of right. view. You know, well, he he, of course he is, because he's like eager to have sex with her. He's right. in his, so it's his like zone I'm of attraction. I'm still attracted to her he doesn't know about but her. it sounds like that he she's really distracted i know some of my friends who are moms now and it's like their priorities totally shift i think that he should like find a way to like go on vacation and yes. like rekindle that flame without the kids sounds like she's super stressed out i don't think that's gonna happen i think she's gonna be thinking about the kids I think she needs to let go if that's going to work out. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Just, I, I just give the kids up for adoption. Yeah. The there's always that. that. Yes. Problem solved. No, but I, I think what he was asking about um, about going to counseling, I think that that is the best thing. To have the two of you in the room with a third person present. Um, I, I am a big fan of therapy. My husband and I go to therapy. We actually went to therapy before we got married, married as well. Mm. And it's been the thing that has helped our relationship thrive and survive. 
And sometimes you've got to have that therapist there, that third wheel to help you fully flesh out the issues at hand and get to the bottom of things. Because sometimes in, in this relationship between this man and wife, you can sit there and talk about it, but things are going to be left unsaid or under the carpet. They're not not, not all yeah. of the bases are going to be covered. So you know you can talk about as much as you want, but I, I agree with your point. Therapy is a must. Yeah. yeah, and I think even for her, because I I think listen, I'm not a mother, so I have no idea, but I can see from what my friends go through, there is a, a whole shift in who you are when you become a mother, and they have two kids, so you get into this role of being the wife or being the mother, and you're not the sexy, attractive female anymore. So that whole dynamic gets thrown a lot. And as much as this man can work really hard at planning a date night, right. it is really difficult for him to help her refine her feminism. It, it's not up to him yeah. to give that to her. So I would actually suggest having his wife go to therapy as well. And while she's doing therapy, he babysits the kids, has them out of the house, and then allows her an hour free for herself after the therapy session. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally down with that. But and, and it's not always about the date night. It's not about this yeah. presentation. No. It's got to be that connection. Yeah. And that's not going through a ritual or a process. You know, you either have that chemistry or you don't, or you need to refine that chemistry. So, he, sure. you know, the, it's not all about the date night. Right, and he, totally mentions, he mentions trying not to be a cliche, and that is a pretty big cliche, just having that date night. It's right. not, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, try, like, you yeah. know, waking up in the morning and pinching her ass and sending her a flirty text and getting her riled up during the day and feeling sexy and feminine, and, and that can help. But even more so, start with the therapy to show that you are actively trying to help out with your marriage and with helping her mentally. And she definitely, I would say, has walls up. Yeah. And when mm. the walls are up, you don't feel free. You don't feel, yeah. you know, uninhibited enough to, like, go for it with your, with whoever's, you know, yours, you're with. But if you go to therapy and you have that, you can get everything out there, those walls start coming down, you start to loosen up a little bit, and the next thing you know, you start feeling things again. Yeah, you know, it's physically. totally true. Because right. when, I, when I don't see... My therapist, I sound like such a therapy person now, but um, I get really trapped in my head, even if my husband is super wonderful and we do communicate. Um, sometimes he gets trapped in his head too. So for both in that space, it just distances us because we're not present when we're with each other and it's hard to refine that spark. So going to a therapist, like emotionally dumping on them and just, you know, re- having that release there really helps me a lot and that makes me more present and happy with my husband to be honest also she's staying up to 4 a.m to clean the house yo matt get a, come get on a cleaning Porn lady for women is like a clean house when i come home and it's clean i'm just like ready yeah. to go cleaning lady know. time hire a clean lady and, and, and listen my man you gotta step in and do something now because right now you're in a routine and five six years could pass by yeah. and you're gonna be miserable and you'll lose five six years of your life so if you're what you know, you need to give your wife an ultimatum here and tell her, look, we need to go to therapy. This is happening. I'm booking it. If she fights it, then you got to tell her the bottom line is I'm not living my life the next 10 years like this. Yeah. So we need to do something yeah. or, or else we got to look at alternatives for us. And that alone is super sexy. To Plus, be like, I, I love therapy because I love talking about myself. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like a great time to be like, best. me, 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 me. And so, you know, she might not have that time with their kids. And that's where you're like. Huh, that's a really good point. All, All right. right, I thought you guys are really on point. I love the thing about the walls because yeah. the walls happen, and if you don't address them, they just get higher and thicker. Right. And yeah. Mo, Mo, to your point, you know, it's, it's a thing where, uh, you know, a lot of people want to stay married for the kids. The kids are going to be fine. Right. There's no sense in going through life miserable. You know, yeah. you, you, yeah, you, you want to really make it work point. for the kids. But you got to make it work for you. You've got to be happy with you before you can be happy with anybody else. So you got to make that dynamic work. Right. Yeah. He needs to, yeah. needs that's that's a really good point. Ultimatum's a, a tough word, but if it is what it is, it is what it is. And the bottom line, 
Bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Matt, hopefully that answered your question. Um, bottom line, what we're saying is go get some therapy for either your wife or for you guys as a couple. It'll be really helpful for you guys. Okay. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Love the show and truly appreciate all the advice and help. Your podcast always manages to put a smile on my face. I'm a 20-year-old university student from Montreal, Canada, and I have recently given up drinking alcohol due, due to personal reasons, and I have never been interested in doing any drugs or smoking. That being said, I have no problem being around other people who choose to drink and can have a great time uh, drinking my Coca-Cola. I also just recently broke up with a long-distance girlfriend and don't feel ready to invest in a full-blown-on full relationship. Do you think that my choice not to drink will hurt my chances of meeting people or hooking up with girls, or do you think it would make me seem more threatening? Keep on rocking, Alex. Hmm. Well, first of all, Coca-Cola is pretty close to a drug, so I, <laughs> but I'm not going to preach about that. But um, what do you guys think? I don't think he needs to make a big deal about it. Like initially, we just have have his drink because I think there's a there is a social barrier that when you're like, oh, you're not drinking, well, have a drink. How, you know, it's that thing that's there, and it's like I don't think he should address it at first. But I don't think it should be a if, problem if he's super uptight without a drink and not fun and miserable. Then it might make a difference. I don't really drink because I, I would I would drink if I if I could, but I'm just like also a pussy. Um, so, but I'm, I'm easy. I can talk to anybody without a drink. So it just, I think depends on his willingness to be open with or without alcohol. And and listen, buddy, you're 20 years old. So you're probably going to start and quit drinking a bunch of times because you probably just don't know how to drink responsibly yet. Uh, but if you're in a college atmosphere, you're going to be surrounded by kids who are drinking. And the, the problem is, is college kids are too immature to to accept you for who you are. They always just want to point the odd man out. So if you're the odd man drinking in those situations, yeah, you're going to have your buddies give you shit and maybe point that out. You don't bring up the good things like, hey, I'll be the DD tonight, and then they'll end up loving you because you'll be the DD. But yeah. look, you know, yes, you're probably not going to be having sex with college girls that are drunk and plastered and shit like that. But, yes, but you don't want to do that. Yeah, but no, some men do, yeah. you know. But, but Isn't you, that the college experience? That's the college experience. <laughs> but you could easily find girls in other atmospheres where people aren't just there drinking the whole time. You know, if you're going to make I just well, well, I want to hear what Steve has to say. Hey, man, I think more power to this cat for not drinking. I think, drinking. Great, yeah. I think uh, you know, I've never gotten shit-faced and made great decisions. <laughs> they always led to bad decisions. <laughs> so if this kid's going to keep a level head, maintain his health, and go down that road, more power to him. And if that's a, a roadblock for him to meet a quality human being, then it is what it is. I think yeah. he's going to run into like-minded people. Birds of a feather flock together. You know, it doesn't mean you, you have to be the greatest person in the world or you're perfect. But birds of a fl- feather will flock together. He will be fine. Oh, I do totally not need alcohol as a crutch. Better yeah. done that. Yeah. You, you own it. You so have to own your personality right. and just like not let that, that inhibit you. And I'm, as a, as a woman, a guy who is shit faced isn't. The well, most attractive. Man I was in just going to say, I was right. never right. looking at a guy thinking like, "Oh, you're so drunk right now. Well, I can't like, wait to go home with this." Like, I know, that guy. wasn't my turn on. Right. Such a turn <laughs> off, you know, actually. if he had a drink in his hand, it felt I didn't feel weird having a drink in my hand. Right. I, that's the only thing that's uncomfortable. Is like for me, I don't drink that much. So if the guy I'm with isn't drinking, and then I feel like, oh my god, that's what I'm saying. Have your drink. Have I, sometimes I drink apple juice at the bar if I don't want to drink, it's just because yeah. I like to feel like I'm, you know, yeah. there's. Are taking. Yeah, exactly. You got to be very specific here. It's it's the confidence that alcohol gives men that women are attracted to. Uh, and that's it. It's but the, okay. but I also, know lots of guys who don't need the alcohol exactly. confidence. But start you. working on that it's, for yourself and you're fine. confident without the alcohol are just as sexy. That's the oh. Right, that, and that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who doesn't worry about who's judging him is sexy. 
Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, Alex, I hope that answers your question. All right. Next one. Hello, ladies and Mo and Steve. He didn't know you'd be here today, but I added that in. Um, I loved your podcast. I was out dancing at a restaurant opening uh, with a couple of lady friends and my cousin. During the middle of one of the sets, I just reached out my hand and snagged this waitress I had been eyeing most of the night as she was uh, cleaning a table and we danced for a little bit. It was a lot of fun and she was totally into it. Okay. And this is a very long one, so I'm going to condense his story after this so they were out dancing he snagged a girl they had a really good time um uh, uh so they end up leaving and he doesn't get her number and then he decides to go back the next day but he can't find this girl she's nowhere to be seen and he keeps going back like every once in a while to check she was in a of she's not yeah it was called this one's called ghost woman that was the subject line so uh he knows but he knows that she still works there because he talked to one of the other waitresses so he knows that she's still there because he asked another girl um and she said that she does work there so what should he do so that he doesn't become king creepoid and freak her out so how does he get in touch with her oh. without freaking her out and continuously like walking into this bar every night if, if or restaurant if there's one person who has tabs on a hot waitress in a joint it's the bartender okay and the bartender his job is to talk to you have a drink at the bar pull the male bartender aside and be like, oh man i like this girl that was here we had a great moment when does she work next i want to come in and see her and the bartender will normally give you that information if you're not a creep right i i agree it's good yeah semi semi but the problem is he's already gone in there so it's like if you do it if you go in once that's when you ask because mm-hmm. it's the re-showing up that turns you into the creepoid. Yeah, so, especially when women <laughs> see this happening. Right, because the other waitresses are going to talk. Every single day. Yeah, the waitresses will talk and they'll be like, this guy's been in here like five times. And then, you know, all of a sudden she sees your car in the parking lot. She doesn't want to go into work. Right, so try to do it. it. Try to do it on a first approach. If you've already been there, uh, go back to the same waitress that you talked to the first time who might have her information. Just ask for her Ask for her phone number or email. But would you give that out to I somebody? Don't know. I don't know. I don't think I would look, give. Don't go back as the creep. Oh, yeah. Just I'm a make, bad friend. Make, I'd be like, yeah, here make, it is. Make the restaurant your local spot. Make the bar your local spot. So go in there to drink and eat. Go in there with some friends to drink and eat. Just go in there to live, you know, to do your fun thing instead of going to that other restaurant. And then eventually you'll run into her. And then you actually won't be the creep. Everyone around there will get to know you. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, I know but that's Mike. so Mike's much work. Bar. I know Jeff. Well, it sounds a little hard up or desperate to me. Yeah, yeah. You grabbed her, they started dancing, it was a wonderful time, seemingly. Maybe not so much on her part after you know, after right. thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Since she's you know, dodging like, work every yeah, time. And, and maybe she got mono, <laughs> she's sick. She'll be back when she gets well. You know, who knows? But yeah, he doesn't need to be, you know, going there every single day asking yeah. everybody where yeah. the hell is this chick at? <laughs> yeah, drop it <laughs> drop it down with the, with the bartender and then get out of dodge. Mo is exactly. freak with the place because you really like it and become a patron. Yeah. Mo, Mo, is I that agree. how you scored your lady? Is that how you scored her? Well, he stalked her for a year. I know you I, did. I, I worked. It took me a year to get my girl. She said no for a year. And, then, <laughs> and then finally I said Steve's like, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> well, listen. I, look, I was... Steve, I, don't do desperate. I used to be... I used to... I could get any girl I want back in the day. So the Apparently one, not. So the one girl who told me no... <laughs> listen. Listen. Yeah, one, after six years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, look, the one girl that told me no was the girl I wanted. The one girl. Uh The girl that said no is the one I Uh wanted. 
Do you want her more though after that? Oh, for after sure. She kept denying you and denying oh, yeah. you, and that fire was That's lit. Why she's huh? my girl. You know, too many girls like give it up on the first night. Uh, she's like, fine, I'll do it. I'll be with you. Okay, Zach, I hope that answered your question. And Zach, actually, I noticed is a cartoonist and illustrator. That's what his signature said. Oh, cute. I would love to have a cartoon of us drawn. Uh, Just oh my a little, God, Zach! A little note to you, Zachary. Give me big boobs. <laughs> give all of us big boobs. Okay, the next question. Give Hot- me a big set of man boobs. <laughs> Exactly. Man, <laughs> exactly. Hi, ladies and Mo. I know one of those um, topics you hit over and over again is loving yourself first and having the self-confidence as being really sexy. However, I had a question about body hair. I'm a pretty hairy guy. We have two bald men here <laughs> waiting to answer this question. Yeah. I got more body hair than she does. I believe that. But impressive facial hair here. Exactly. You, I'm you a have p- more just on this arm. I'm sure he does over his whole body. <laughs> <laughs> I got a hell of a bus show. (laughs) I'm sorry for lowering the bar, y'all. Show, please. Don't worry, you're not lowering the bar all the time. It's lowered all the time. Okay, so I'm a pretty hairy guy, and it's dark black hair. I have thought about using Nair. Oh God, horrible. Or going to get at least my back waxed, even worse. But I'm curious to get the female perspective on this one. What should he do? Oh, I think you should take care of that back hair. But with Nair or waxing? I don't know. I not don't know Nair. how this works. I'm not an expert. You're okay. pretty strong about this, so you just don't dig the You know what? I've, okay, I was in Italy, and I have a picture of it. And the it wrong was like, place to go it to It looks like a stuffed hair. animal that was like coming out of his shirt, like oh, long no. hair creeping up his neck. That's my and, father. And it terrified me. And I think, take care of that. Oh. I know. Like when we were on vacation when Daddy. we were younger, me and my sisters were so embarrassed when we would be on the beach. He'd take off his shirt. We're like, take your shirt off. And he... I'd already taken it off. <laughs> he just had this hair. It was so gross. Yeah. Horrible. Well, What's I supposed know, to do? I mean, nair it? The thing is, a lot no. of guys, a lot Why? of guys struggle with this, and I do feel, I do feel for them. I know some personally that have that have struggled with this mo. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, they want to go to the beach, but they won't take their shirt off. It really <laughs> they're stand, sweating. Yeah, it just stands in the way of the, having fun and loosening up. And. <laughs> I, I, Laser hair removal, guys. Yes, I was going to say on Groupon all the time. There was always a laser hair yeah. hair removal. Offer. Yelp at first before you go in. Look, yes, look, for sure. I, I am look. a man that has a ton of body hair, and if it, what men got to do? Mo can wear it well. You just, the, the only reason I wear <laughs> he's a it well curler. is because I keep it under control. Okay, I trim it out. Yes. I make sure that you know it's. All right. I don't trim my arms out, but you know the chest. I make sure the back looks good. Like you just What do you do for the back? Trim. Who trims your back? I, you know, I just keep it short. How? I reach around with scissors? I, yeah, I no, clip, like garden like a, like. I just feel like a clipper and make sure that I, I'm not a bush on my back or anything like Wait, that. let me. I want to feel your back. Hold on. No, no. L- not, turn around. Let me see this not, back. I am really clothes. curious Take now, your Mo. shirt off, Mo. Listen, if you come to the beach, like I invite you every Saturday. Then Hardly. You see me with my shirt off. Uh, I haven't been invited. Am I left out of these emails? Oh, so rude. He's inviting me to the beach. You ain't asking these women to the beach? I don't want to see your hairy back. <laughs> so I what's our these- bottom line oh, wait, here? Our bottom line is, okay, uh, Take care of it. don't nair because that comes back stubbly. Don't wax. You get horrible ingrown hairs. And can if you do, if you do choose to painful. wax, it is severely painful, but it can make it very silky smooth. Um, if you do wax, you have to take care of it properly so that you don't go into the sun immediately it can turn after. turns into pimples. turns into pimples. Yeah. Um, you shaving. have to exfoliate everything, like, constantly after so that the ingrowns don't start popping up but if you go into the sun or into a pool shortly after you wax you can get a horrible horrible rash that's too much maintenance yeah and it's way it's way too much i would say laser on groupon there's like ones for 60 bucks you go in for six sessions and it's it's not permanent hair removal it's permanent 
hair reduction. So you get rid of most of that. But and then the rest of it, it you, out, you trim like what Mo said. Yeah, That's Mary my Parker's opinion. Manscaped. I think Gillette's got a whole new series of manscaping. And it, they do. Yeah, she's a whole, you know, they, they have all the hot models go, I like a man with hair on his chest, but not on his back. I like it, man. Oh, those commercials. Oh, I don't want to knock it, but they're bad commercials. We can do so much better for those Gillette people. Because honestly, we we can tell these men what to do with their their hair. Listen, dude, if if you rock the bush, Burt Reynolds rocked the bush for a long time. He got a lot of chicks, okay? So if you rock the bush. That was the 80s. That was the 80s. Let's just consider the era, yeah. Yes, but also the thing is if you are dark-skinned, I won't drag this out too long, but if you do have darker skin, it doesn't work as well because you need to have contrast for the from the hair to the skin so that the laser can recognize it. So if you are going to do a laser, don't go in the sun. Don't get a tan. Don't eat carrots. I know. I was like, no, thing. Well, you've try had laser, your, obviously. Try to keep your skin as light as you possibly can. Did yeah. You, did really? You your bush laser? No, but I'm thinking about it. <laughs> oh, I've, so got an, I've got an no, everything I'm, laser. I'm not, I'm my armpits, my bikini line, everything. Yeah. I love it. Wow. Yeah. Laser's amazing. It's, it doesn't hurt. There's a whole bunch of different kinds of lasers you can get too, but... Oh, laser has that's been my savior. Kind of, he, I told you about my father. That oh, that no, passes no. on. So I had to remove all of that. And that's all the, the questions that I have. I thought we were going to talk a, little, a lot longer. But um, thank you for asking these questions. And hopefully we gave you really good answers to work with. I think we did a great job. And yeah. Steve did a phenomenal yeah. job. Pro, by the way. Yeah, pro. Seriously, you should come back more often on this is show. This, is this I will show? come back more often, especially if Moe's going to get his bush laser. <laughs> yeah, let's follow Moe's journey as he lasers his bush. On our we'll Instagram account. We're going to do a two-for-one, you and me. Done. <laughs> The tenure, it's the tenure journey. Hmm. So, guys, if you want to write into have us analyze your situation, uh, write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. We get a lot of emails, so I'm so sorry if we didn't get to yours this week. Hopefully, we will get to them this year. Uh, we, we have like hundreds of, of emails in our mailbox right now. But again, ask at askwomenpodcast.com. And Steve, where can people find you now? People can find me at uh, Twitter, Steve Austin BSR, and they can check out the Steve Austin Show on PodcastOne.com and iTunes. Yeah, listen to Steve's show. You're an amazing interviewer. It's yeah, really yeah. Like, that's all that Kristen I'm was talking about this yeah. morning. She you said, guys got to come on my shows and oh, solve yeah. some of my oh, listeners' yeah. uh, problems. Oh, we love that. We'll reciprocate. Me and Mo will set it up, have y'all on the show. We'd love to. And I enjoyed my time here. Thank y'all for having me. We've been talking about it since we met, I and know. we did it. Yeah, yeah, we, did we did it. it. <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks again for being on the show. So, guys, uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com backslash women. <laughs> I can ask women podcast. I, I cannot... Say Ask Women Podcast without the Twitter in front of it. But guys, we will see you next week. Download all new episodes every Thursday, right? Every Thursday. Every Thursday. Bye.